Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and this week I have a quick and dirty tip about riffle versus rifle, and a meaty middle about Worcester and Worcestershire sauce. The other day on Twitter, I said I was going to riffle through my medicine cabinet looking for something to soothe a wicked headache, and someone corrected me saying that I was actually rifling through my medicine cabinet. My headache went away, but my curiosity about these two words didn't, so I looked them up as my mother always encouraged me to do. Both verbs, riffle and rifle, mean to go through something, but there's a subtle difference. When you're riffling, you are happily flipping through something or shuffling cards by interlacing them. For example, mathematicians say it takes seven riffle shuffles to sufficiently randomize a single deck of cards. Although the Oxford English Dictionary says the origin of riffle is uncertain, one theory is that it's a blend between ripple and ruffle. Here's an example of how you'd use riffle. As she riffled through the dictionary, she found a hidden note. The wind can also riffle your hair or riffle water to create riffles or ripples. When you're rifling, you're searching frantically or ransacking, usually meaning to steal something. Rifle is from the old French word for steal or plunder. Here's an example of how you'd use rifle. I could tell he had rifled through my dresser drawers. As a noun, a rifle is also a weapon. The kind of weapon I think of when I hear the word rifle is a long gun that you hold up against your shoulder to shoot, although apparently it can also be a type of artillery. And I had never thought about why it was called a rifle before, but when I was researching this segment, I learned that the name comes from the spiral grooves inside the barrel that make the bullets spin when they're fired. Those grooves are also called rifles. Since a rifle is a gun, and someone might use a gun in a robbery, your quick and dirty tip is to remember that to rifle is to ransack a place while looking for something to steal. And riffle is the nicer word that just means to flip through or shuffle things. And now on to the meaty middle. I lost the name of the person who asked me why we call the fermented sauce we use in Caesar salad, deviled eggs, and Bloody Marys Worcestershire sauce. But it turns out the answer is simple. It was first bottled in Worcester County in West Central England. 
The story goes that a British nobleman came back from a stint at the East India Company with a taste for the sauce and commissioned two local chemists, John Lee and William Perrins, to recreate it for him in the 1830s. Supposedly, Lee and Perrins also made some sauce for themselves, but they didn't like it at first. So they set the jar aside and forgot about it for a while, and when they rediscovered it later and tested it again, they liked the aged version better. Lee and Perrin's Worcestershire sauce is still made in Worcester, and because the name Worcestershire sauce wasn't trademarked, there are many different kinds of Worcestershire sauces today, many of which are also made in Worcester. Because the name still refers to the geographic location, we capitalize the word Worcestershire in Worcestershire sauce. If you're only hearing me pronounce the word in the podcast, it would be nearly impossible for you to guess how it's spelled based on the pronunciation. It's pronounced Worcestershire, but it's spelled W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R-S-H-I-R-E, so more like Worcestershire. So how did the pronunciation become so different from the spelling? Well, first, it's not the only place named to be like this. Gloucester and Leicester both have the C-E-S-T-E-R ending that isn't pronounced like Cester. As some of you may know, in ancient times, England was part of Rome, and the Romans spoke Latin. That Cester ending comes from Latin and means camp. So it seems pretty likely that these were areas where Romans set up camp. Since that was in the 4th century, records aren't perfect, but one map of the area does, for example, show a Roman army encampment in Gloucester. I couldn't find an absolute reason that the pronunciations are so different from the spellings, but there is a linguistic phenomenon called vowel reduction that means that unstressed vowels tend to get dropped. And at least in some cases, it's more common in British English than in American English. For example, in American English, we say secretary and February. But in British English, the words are more likely to be pronounced with vowel reductions, so they sound like secretary and February. And there's another common way that words are shortened that's at play with Worcestershire. It's called haplology, and it's the tendency for people to drop a syllable when it's similar to the syllable next to it. For example, haplology is the tendency that caused the Old English name Anglaland to become England, and the tendency that leads people to pronounce probably as probably. And linguists believe it may be why the middle C-E-S in Worcestershire disappeared, leaving us with Worcestershire. Place names in particular seem to be especially prone to shortening. The Rutledge Handbook of Historical Linguistics says that the pronunciation of place names is more likely to erode to an abbreviated form than the rest of a language's words. And a Dictionary of London place names gives the example of how a street originally called Candlewright Street eventually became reduced to Cannon Street, although in that case it appears that the spelling eventually changed to reflect the new pronunciation. Finally, going back to the beginning and thinking about the deviled eggs that I mentioned also made me wonder why we call them deviled. 
Is it like French fries, where the word French means to cut something in long strips and is completely different from the country name? (laughs) Nope. Deviled eggs are about as straightforward as Worcestershire sauce. Deviled foods are made with hot, spicy seasonings, such as pepper and paprika, and the name is just a nod to the idea that the devil is often associated with fire. I apologize for losing the name of the person who asked the original question about Worcestershire sauce, but I hope the answer made you happy. Finally, thanks to some people who told me where they listen. Jack from Denver says he's going to listen to Grammar Girl on a road trip across Montana this summer. Have fun! I've driven across Montana and it's beautiful, long, and beautiful. Janice tweeted that she loves geeking out to the Grammar Girl podcast at work and while commuting. Ivy from Renton, Washington, usually listens either right when going to bed at night or in the morning when first waking up, and says it's a great way to begin or end the day. Thanks, Ivy. I have relatives in Renton and spent a lot of time there when I was growing up. I hope you got to the beach at Coulomb Park this summer. We used to call it just going to Lake Washington, and I think you had a record number of days without rain this summer. And two people sent wonderful dog pictures. Richard from England says Grammar Girl has become part of his weekly routine, usually while walking his dog Rosie around muddy fields. He sent a very cinematic picture of Rosie, who is obviously a noble beast with deep thoughts. And Mark said, meet Carson the Scotty Dog. He loves the GG podcast on walks or naps. Bad grammar makes him growl. I can't imagine him growling. He's too cute. (laughs) But thanks, Mark. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find all my old podcasts and articles at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.